Welcome to Solutions OP Clinical Trials Podcast. My name is Olga and I'm the Managing Director of Solutions OP. We are a small team of experienced professionals working on clinical trials in the United Kingdom. I'll use our podcast to discuss hot topics in clinical trials and provide analysis of the latest trends and challenges in pharma and medical device industries, not just in the UK, but globally. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining again. Uh, the topic today is uh, ideal framework and the surgical innovations. Uh, so for those of you who uh, follow me, uh, they know that in the previous podcast, we were talking about um, using placebo in surgical clinical trials. So this uh, um, new podcast is kind of a follow-up on the same topic uh, of surgical uh, development, uh, uh, development of surgical uh, medical devices. So in, in our podcast, uh, I will uh, discuss uh, ideal framework and how it was designed to support uh, surgical innovations. Now, I'm far away from the idea that I'll discuss everything in big details, but I'll give you a bit of an idea um, about uh, um, ideal framework and how you can use it, especially if you're looking to develop a surgical medical device. Uh, so let's start first with uh, ideal and what is this? Uh, so ideal comes from idea development, exploration, assessment and long-term follow-up. So in short, uh, it, it's ideal. And um, while we have uh, a well-established path uh, uh, in developing uh, medicinal products, uh, this is not quite the case uh, when it comes to surgical innovations. Uh, so this is why uh, back in 2009, a group of uh, clinicians, um, academia and patient groups um, gathered and uh, created this ideal framework to help people uh, who are working with surgical medical devices. So why um, why was actually ideal needed in the first place? Uh, probably you wonder. Uh, so the the development of the surgical um, devices uh, lags behind, uh, and uh, it could be quite different from uh, any other uh, devices. So research has shown that only one in ten devices, surgical devices developed by academia, actually re uh, reach first in human stage. Uh, which is quite a pity, you know, the, the reasons for that could be different, you know, the people could not have funding or maybe they don't know how to develop the device and, um, you know, get it to the point of reaching the market. Uh, so this is why IDEO is trying to help um, and provide guidance to, uh, to everyone uh, working in surgical innovations to help them um, establish what they need to do uh, for their device to reach the market. So if you're working that field and it's something new to you, you're not familiar, I strongly recommend to, to look into ideal um, checklists. So everything is created in the a, in a form of a checklist where you, it could help you to establish exactly what you need on a different stage of, of the development of your product. So talking about stages, um, what are the different ideal stages according to, to the guideline that they have created? So stage zero is the preclinical testing. 
so they don't have any specific guidelines on, on stage zero simply because preclinical testing is very heavily regulated by different um, country level organizations and uh, regulators. So that's why uh, if you have a surgical device that you want, for example, to um, test in uh, for pre do a preclinical testing, for example, in the USA, you need to go and look into the FDA guidelines and see, you know, what is required for the preclinical testing. If you want to go to Europe, then you have to go and check what are the requirements in the specific country where you want to, to do the preclinical testing. So then you have the stage one, which is first in human. Um, then stage two is the prospective development or the exploratory studies. Uh, and then you have stage three, which are the randomized control studies. And stage four, the last one, uh, these are the long-term monitoring and registries. So as you can see, um, in a way, they have created a framework which aligned the development of surgical devices with um, uh, the way it was um, created for medicinal products. So we have the same, you know, different phase one, two and three and four studies. Uh, and they have divided them in this case uh, in stages. So what are the main challenges in uh, developing surgical devices? <laughs> so uh, they could be quite unique, uh, specific for, uh, for the surgical uh, devices. For example, how to determine the level of risk for the device? Um, and also what type of studies you might need for your particular device? How to decide what you need to evaluate for the device? And uh, again, you know, how rigorous uh, that evaluation should be. So if if you have any doubt on these questions, uh, IDEO is definitely something that you can look into for, for guidance and directions. So according to, uh, uh, to IDEO, the risk uh, uh, for the devices is um, assessed uh, differently. Uh, uh, and it's, it's quite different from how this is done in, on a country level in different countries. Mm, it, it's complicated because basically each country has its own requirements and, and regulations. So IDEO have tried to, to create like a general guidance that you can follow to, to help you with the development in the product. Um, otherwise, for example, in Europe, the CE market has a set of 18 rules while the FDA in USA, they divided the devices into three regulatory classes based on the level of potential patient risk and stratification among 16 medical specialty panels. So as you can imagine, it's quite complex. One device could be classified in one class in one country, could be in another class in another country. But IDEO gives you a general guidance on how to, to develop your, your product. Uh, based on, on their own classification. So they have divided the devices into three tiers. So tier one uh, basically divides the devices on non-invasive and invasive. So tier two, surgical and non-surgical. And then in tier two, uh, three, you have um, the devices are divided based on access to potential uh, uh, the potential uh, harm to the patients that they can pose. 
So this is the tier three, basically, is the risk for the patient. So invasive devices are those um, which uh, come in close contact or close proximity with any body cavity or open wound. So that will put the device into the, the category of uh, invasive devices. So surgical devices are those that penetrate the surface of the body. So if you have device which uh, is like that, it will be a surgical device. And if you have invasive surgical implants, for example, um, um, they're further divided based on um, if they they instrument, if they're absorbable, or if they're non-absorbable implants. So, um, as you can see, uh, they've tried to to make these categories and help people who have different type of devices because you can have really a big variety of devices. Maybe in drug trials, we don't see that kind of variety that you can see in, in actual uh, devices. Uh, so um, while some devices can fall into the same category, they may pose different risks to the patients. So this is why um, um, it is uh, important uh, based on this to, to be estimated for each device, the possibility of failure, the effects of such failure, um, the severity of the failures and also the overall risk level for the patients. So this is um, uh, basically the tier three, which um, allows, you know, the, the, once you've classified the device up to there to, to assess what is the risk for the patients. So ideal uh, framework uh, uh, goes further and uh, into the classification of studies that are required based on uh, on uh, different factors, for example, system. Uh, so based on the system, uh, you need to establish if the device is necessary, if it's relevant, and if it's cost effective. Uh, so it, there's no point developing something which will be so expensive that people can't afford to, to buy it, you know, then um, it might be, you know, <laughs> um, not cost effective for them, or it might not be relevant if there are lots of other devices which have better performance um, in, in the field, uh, then your device might not be relevant. So it is important to have these studies and prove that based on the device that you have. Also, in terms of patients, so if the device is meant to be used by the patients, uh, it's normally to, uh, you, you should have some accessibility studies uh, to show how patients are using it and uh, potential issues and, and so on. Um, also, in terms of clinicians, so if, if it's a device, surgical device that should be used by clinicians, for example, you need to have feedback on the usability of the device. Uh, and of course, uh, last <laughs> one is the device safety and effectiveness. Uh, and uh, while I say it's last one, it's, it's maybe a high priority actually uh, to have the device safety and effectiveness assessed throughout all these different stages uh, in different studies uh, that you're performing. Uh, so um, at, at the end, uh, um, we can just talk a little bit of uh, what is the the actual purpose of our ideal framework. As I mentioned at the beginning, um, it is really to uh, to help uh, guide people 
on how to classify their device and what kind of studies they need to to conduct so that they can reach the market. Uh, but one of the main purposes uh, of ideal framework is actually um, to um, allow low-risk devices, which are beneficial to the patients, to reach the market quicker. Um, and at the same time, uh, the high-risk devices they should be evaluated properly. And another uh, uh, big uh, uh, purpose of IDEO uh, framework is to eliminate research waste, uh, like conducting lots of studies that are not really necessary for your device, uh, which increase costs for the manufacturer, increased uh, the overall burden of, of uh, you know, creating research, it even increased the burden for the regulatory agencies because they have to review and, and approve all this. And also you might be exposing patients to unnecessary additional procedures and, and stuff, which, you know, might, might not even be so beneficial for you to, to gain information about your device. Um, so ideal uh, framework is a really great place to refer to if you want to uh, work in uh, surgical innovations and you have a new surgical device. So if you haven't come across this, I strongly recommend you uh, you review it. Uh, and uh, I hope this information was helpful. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs>